to episode 189 of... Brutal Battle. Yep, we're getting ever closer to the 200 mark, even though we're already actually over 200, well over 200. It's just 200 of the regular numbered episodes. That's you know, all. You, well, you know what happens at 200. The same that happened in 100. I can't even remember what that was. Yeah, just, <laughs> just another number. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll just do another decasode, which right. is another fun tournament, so maybe I'll try and find some cool new twist on it. Those are always fun anyway, though. Murder! <laughs> A murder mystery brutal battle royale? It was Mr. Cook with the clothes hanger. Alright, so... We have a topic for this one, which is a topic that I was going to do for the last one, but we had a really awesome organic discussion that came up. Yes, we talked about organics. No, because that would piss off Kyle Norman, and he's like the only listener. That's not true, but he's, <laughs> he's been with us the longest. All right, so I found this article, and I figured this is good timing for it, because we're at this point in fall when this comes out. And it's about fall seasonal beers, Ooh. which I know you have people on two sides of the fence, obviously. Some people are like, oh my God, fall seasonal beers are coming. I'm so excited. Bring on the pumpkin stuff and the all this other crap. And, and then you have people like me who are just like, oh my God, it's actually my favorite season is fall. But beer wise, the new stuff coming out, I'm usually like, eh. except for the beer, the breweries that do different fall seasonals. Because they don't want to do the pumpkin thing and they don't want to do the Meritzen or Oktoberfest. So. You think your your least favorite beer season is fall? Yeah. Okay. I would say winter is my least favorite. Because of stouts? No. you get more stouts. I don't like I don't like Christmas beers. Oh, like the spiced? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can understand <clears throat> that. Although, have you ever had, um, I, I don't think it comes out in that. Or time period, or winter but, ales. I'm not also not a fan. Yeah, I'm typically not huge on winter ales. Although here and there, I've had some ones that I'm down with. But ha- have you had? Speaking of like Christmas style and or Christmas, yeah, spice beers. Have you ever had the Pennsylvania Tuxedo by Dogfish Head? No, I've heard you talk about it. It's good. Like done with pine. Like that's done well. I've had other beers like an IPA with pine. Mm-hmm. Not not good. Like way too much pine, and it right. was just like it, ugh. It tastes it tastes like cleaner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, I forget who that was that did that one, and I was just like, man, they were trying to jump on the Pennsylvania tuxedo train, and they totally just overshot it. Was it a train? Wasn't it more? <laughs> it of was like, a mini train. Was it like a Vespa? It was okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe more like a Vespa. I jump on that Vespa. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so there's an article about fall seasonals, and there's actually a history to some of the fall seasonals, and it's done by, it's uh, craftbeer.com, so you can actually find it there. Specifically, this one's written by Andy Sparhawk, so big ups to Andy for writing. What, what? About beer. And so he was just talking about how, you know, fall, oh, there's a little bit of, like, fluff in the beginning, like, oh, it's getting to be fall, and then beers, and blah, blah. So, prior to the advent of electricity, necessity dictated that brewing be regulated, or I'm sorry, brewing be relegated to certain times of the year. Access to ingredients and the need for nature to provide adequate brewing and lagering temperatures demanded that brewing was done in either the spring, 
where beers could be aged or lagered often in caves, allowing for temperature control despite the weather above ground, or fall when the cooling weather and the end of the harvest brought ample ingredients and time to brew. Today, temperature-controlled brewing systems on-demand ingredients from anywhere in the world and a next-day air shipment from the yeast bank allows a brewer to brew without the constraints of the scarcity brewers once had, but the offerings that are widely known as fall seasonal beers still represent their historical origins. So they have a breakdown of three of the different ones that they identify as uniquely fall releases. The first one is the Märzen slash Oktoberfest. Yeah. Which people have told me that uh, like an American Märzen versus an Oktoberfest in Germany are t- two totally different things. I have, so. I have found that I prefer the German-made ones much more than American-made ones. Although in recent years, some Americans have gotten better. Yeah. I, I see. I don't, I don't drink enough Märzen or Oktoberfests. Because I just know that it's not really my jam, so... Yeah, I mean, I, in general, like more drinkable lighter styles than you do, so I, I you know... I'm all over the map, Dan Kim. You don't yeah, know? I know. I'm more <laughs> confined <laughs> oh, on the yeah. map. <laughs> I've been enjoying a lot of, like, lighter stuff recently, though. Um, so, with the Meritson <laughs> slash Oktoberfest, it says this. What does March have to do with fall? If you know if you know German, you know that Märzen translates to March. What does this spring month have have with uh, have to do with the beginning of fall? In 1553, the Bavarian Duke Albrecht V made the decree that made it illegal for brewing in Bavaria between April 23rd and September 24th, the time of year that would be too warm for brewing without risking spoiled beer due to bacterial infection. This meant that brewers ramped up production in March to have enough beer to make it to the next uh, to the next five months. Uh, March beers were brewed stronger and lagered so they would keep throughout the summer. The term Oktoberfest did not have a connection to the style of beer until several hundred years later. The story goes that a brewer ran out of the then traditional fall style, the Dunkel, and served a beer like that of a Märzen. Throughout its history, the Oktoberfest celebration, which spans the latter half of September into October, has changed its, its official beer selection. Today, the German version is far lighter in color and strength than the original Märzen. American beer drinkers and craft brewers still think of Oktoberfest slash Märzen beers as beer with a rich bread crust-like malt flavor. Well, you have to lighten it up in order to drink two gallons of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, there are, there are four different versions of beer on here. Ziggy Zaggy and all that stuff. <laughs> oh, that was from the Old Man Show. No, that's an Oktoberfest. I yes. Know, <laughs> but most known in the United States as from the Man Show. Right. Back in the day. Yeah, with Fat Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> yeah. And Nam Kroll. So the, uh, the next uh, area is more what I gravitate to with these fall releases. Harvest IPAs and Pale Ales. Yay. <laughs> beer is an agricultural product, and in most cases, the fresher the better. The desire for freshness dictated that brewing in late summer and fall to take advantage of the best hops and barley. Strong beers were often charged with large quantities of, of hops throughout the brewing process, and either, even after fermentation in dry hopping, so that the beer would retain that flavor after long aging. It also helped that hops act as preservative. Today, craft beer lovers are high on hops, and the opportunity to try fresh hopped pale ales and IPAs make fall the perfect time 
to celebrate the hop harvest. Yes, hear, hear. Although, uh, in the U.S., we get most of our hops from the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a lot of hops that are grown, uh, you know, in like in Oceania and in many other places. I think don't they make don't they do hops in like South Africa now? Uh, yeah, but that's that's not like large quantities of that coming to the United States and now none right. of that's But the going. point is that they're making hops all over the yeah. world. <laughs> okay. so you, Australia. Right. Oceania. That's the same thing. Uh, so, right. So, the point is that they're no longer limited to, they can get fresh hops other times of the year. But right. traditionally, I understand that, you know, harvest ale, fall, fresh hops, got it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. So the last one is uh, fall beers with herbs and spices. This is not Dan Kim's area. Wait, are we counting pumpkin beers in this? Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I think it'll fit in there when you hear the description of it. All right. While ingredients for beer may be abundant during the harvest, I'm many getting my boo ready. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> While ingredients for beer may be abundant during the harvest, many of these ingredients were not destined for the brew kettle. Instead, they were stored to be consumed throughout the winter. Additionally, sometimes the harvest wasn't abundant at all. Utilizing easily storable herbs, spices, and seeds that were abundant around harvest time allowed for beer flavors when traditional beer ingredients were in short supply or needed for subsistence. While the addition of herbs and spices, in addition to the use of alternative fermentables, may seem like a temporary innovation, early brewers often used what was available to brew with. And that's the final. There's a, like a little wrap up paragraph, but it's not necessary for this, right? So, and there you have it. I, I assume you can you can definitely throw the pumpkin beers in the last category of the herbs and spices because a lot of the time you get the the beers that are pumpkin beers, but it's mainly just the spices of pumpkin pie, right? Instead of like actually using pumpkin, although aren't there those, are aren't those spices that. known for having shelf life? Like, why do we have to? Yeah. Right. So why is it like? Oh, we have all the. It's like the only thing we have now is that we have all these cloves and <laughs> cinnamon and, and nutmeg. It's ridiculous. So are you questioning why it's being used now? Those things. I'm saying it sucks. That's what I well, say. I mean, yeah, for you, um, and, and actually for me, usually I'm. As, as people know, I'm not huge on spicing in beers, anything like whatever, clove, cinnamon, nutmeg. Right, but yeah. you, had, I've heard you like certain beers that have like herbs in them, like thyme or rosemary or yeah, something like that. here and there, but it's it's got to be subtle enough for me, really. Right, I mean, those are all like, kind of like Christmas pumpkin pie-y type spices, you yeah. know, like, you know, with like mincemeat and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's just... The ones that are that are just spiced to remind you of pumpkin pie spice, and the ones that have actual pumpkins, they're both disgusting. Like I, I hate them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really a big fan. Of I've I tried so long for many years to make myself like them, and it made me hate them more. So screw those beers. <laughs> so I I agree with you for the most part. Although I have had. I have had pumpkin beers here and there <laughs> throughout my years, it's not often, that I'm okay with. Uh-huh. One, and that ranges from ones where I'm like, I don't hate this, but I wouldn't want it, you know, <laughs> to this is fine and I could drink it if I had to. 
Right. This is also the same way I feel about um, chili beers, where yes. where I'm just like, right. I guess this is interesting. Do I actually enjoy this? No. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say, probably my favorite beer done with pumpkin was a well. I still have two bottles left from our trip to um, Asheville, North Carolina. Wicked Weed mm-hmm. made a sour pumpkin ale with that was aged in rum barrels with spices. And that beer's so damn good. Uh, I think it's got ginger in it too, and it's just like there's ginger in some pumpkin pies. When when we went there and it was on the menu, mm-hmm. um, I was just like, uh, I don't like <laughs> pumpkin beers typically, but it's sour, so I feel like I should just give it a shot. And I remember I'm obligated to order the sour. Yeah, yeah. So I remember trying it and just being like, this is really tasty. I really like this beer. That's oh, really? Awesome. Okay. Because if it was me, I'd be mean, like, even if I was enjoying it, I'd be like all begrudging and bitter about it. I'd be like, fine, I guess I'll like you. <laughs> Still pumpkin. Damn it. <laughs> Who is it that makes like a pumpkin stout? Is that is that Southern Tier? Well, yeah, the, their Warlock. It's yeah. like pumpkin, but it's the stout version. Stout version, version of pumpkin. Yeah, right, basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, also disgusting. <laughs> There are some others who do it, like, I know that Elysian, I don't know if they still do it, did, I think it was called Dark of the Moon, uh, and it was a pumpkin stout. Um, one of Rebecca's favorite yeah. ones was the, the Elysian Punkachino, which was like a coffee pumpkin ale. But, I, I remember I was at this uh, party, and it was it was filled with, you know, hip cool people, and a lot I just of pumpkin remember, ales there. Yeah, a lot of pumpkin ales, and I just very distinctly remember this woman who very chicly dressed, just taking a twenty-two of pumpkin to the head. This whole party, like, just not even pouring <laughs> it, just drinking out of the bottle. This twenty-two of pumpkin. I was like, yeah, this is gross. Get away from me. <laughs> so what I've learned about you this evening is that you hate people who drink pumpkin beer more than. Anyone I've ever heard you complain about. <laughs> totally. But, you know, there there are there, there are always exceptions to the rule, is what I would say. And, mm-hmm. like, another good example for me of, like, straight pumpkin flavor that's actually not bad. Or, well, decent. Um, Cigar City's Good Gourd. That's their pumpkin ale. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough to try it some years ago. And Rebecca loved it because that's when she was still in her you know, really liking pumpkin beers phase. Mm-hmm. And um, I was not liking them right. ever, but... But why are all these pumpkin... Good. Why are there all these beers with pumpkin and not beers with zucchini or or acorn squash or, uh, let me, let me or sweet you. potatoes? Let me tell or... you why. I'll tell you why. Because of two establishments, pretty much. Yankee Candle and Starbucks. <laughs> And that's why. <laughs> because those two companies single hand well, I guess single handedly together have made people associate fall with pumpkin flavored scented stuff. Right. And I not I mean not only that, but also just like I think people like the novelty of you know, pumpkins are obviously very well associated with Halloween and the fall in general. Right. So people are like, oh, those pumpkins are in the beer. Right. And there are a lot of, you know, like jack-o'-lantern type names for these pumpkin beers. Oh, not at my house. No, not at my house. Well, no, I just I dress just, up, I just dress up potatoes. I just dress up potatoes <laughs> and uh, in, in scary shapes. <laughs> what is the scariest shape you could make a potato? 
uh, you know, John Claude Van Damme. I, I don't know. Do you have those skills? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I like the potato thing. Well, actually, you know what? There's a good marketing thing. If somebody wants to create the anti-pumpkin Halloween Mr. Potato Head, you could do that. Oh, uh, I could. I can make a uh, a potato shaped like Sarah Huckabee Sanders. How about that? She's <laughs> she's scary as shit. No politics. No <laughs> politics ever. We don't do that. But um, yeah, I like the potato idea though. <laughs> That's a good alternative. And then let's have potato beers then. Let's try and make this a movement. Sure, sure. Like this will be all the breweries who are like, hell no to the pumpkin beers, start making potato beers at, at the same time. Look, a potato can act as just as much of a thickener for mouthfeel as as oats and lactose or whatever. Sure. Right? Very starchy. And then you associate potatoes with butter. Yeah. Right? And then we're just one step closer to getting real butter beer. Not the one that's all just <laughs> sugar, but actual beer with butter flavors. Not the, not the dreaded... Uh, movie theater one that everyone pretends they hate. What's that one called? Diacetyl. Yeah. Right. But actual butter flavored beer. Butter beer. From Harry Potter. Yeah. There you go. Yep. I I hear you. But this also makes me think, I, I feel like this is the time to bring it up. It makes me think about, you know how people make pumpkin pies, but sometimes it's not actually pumpkin, it's sweet potato. I like It's like inter- interchang- interchangeable, yeah. basically. Yeah. So, um, that just reminds me that a I think two years ago, maybe now, um, Rebecca's sister, Erica, actually she's been on the show before, Erica Kolasnik, she brought over for Thanksgiving a sweet potato pie beer by, by Funky Buddha. Okay. And I was like, hmm, I was like, one, I don't like sweet potato pie. Two, I don't typically really like sweet potatoes all that much. Yeah. Three, this sounds weird. But I trust Funky Buddha. So I was like, I got to try this. Excellent beer. Right. right Especially right. because they included the marshmallow <clears throat> aspect. Uh-huh. And there was a decent amount of that marshmallow, mm-hmm. and the spicing wasn't too much. It was really good. Uh-huh. It was actually really good. So, and just another instance I'm saying, I was like, I, pro- I feel like I won't like this beer, I would but try I made the, myself I would try, try the beer because of you. Right. <laughs> But I was it is it is hitting all of my negative emotions. With no, this. I know. Even I know. the even your good point of the marshmallow is not a good point because I specifically don't like marshmallows on on sweet potato casseroles. I think they're I think they're it's get your dessert away from my savory side. Yeah. Well, that's why I think that maybe I just need to have you blind taste beers that you would otherwise hate if you knew what they were and mm-hmm. see how you truly react to it. You Isn't know? that the premise of this whole show that I'm yes. blind, where that we're blind tasting? Yes. But not not to try bad stuff, but just to try whatever. I will also say the sweet potato is a vastly overrated vegetable. That yeah. that in most scenarios a potato is a better option. What about fiber wise? Sweet potato is more fiber. I'm, so, I'm saying from a taste perspective. Yeah. But I'm saying the popularity of sweet potato. Probably. French fries better better than sweet potato pie fr- fries. I agree. Mashed potatoes better than mashed sweet potatoes. Regular potato chips better than sweet potato chips. Although there are people who argue with you on that one. I think it's because the sweet potato they have like a richer, darker, sweeter flavor to them. Yeah. 
And, an and in, I don't like that. But... In, yeah, they also have an, an inferior texture. <laughs> yeah, their texture's a little... Yeah. Plus it's orange. <laughs> <laughs> you ever think... Do you like carrots? I do like carrots. You like Pat Sajak? Because I think he looks like a carrot. I'm just saying. <laughs> how I is, know that's how random, is, but... How is Pat I... Sajak the, the first orange person you think of? <laughs> no, not orange. Just the fact that I said carrot, and I think literally... He looks like a carrot. like More than Carrot Top. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm talking like the shape of him. Like, <laughs> it's like his head and the way his hair is. What are you talking about? Pat Sajak is pear-shaped. What are you talking about? No, I mean his. if you look from his head up. Oh, the shape of his head. Yes, his head up and the way that his hair is done. <laughs> he looks like a carrot, man. I'm just saying. Like, next time... Next time you're on Google, just Google image Pat Sajak and what, realize he what looks like What grocery store are you going to where you're getting all these Pat Sajak-shaped carrots? This is ridiculous. They're endorsed by him. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so that's enough about the fall beers. Hopefully people learned enough, if not about fall beers, than about Dan Kim and his what? his hatred of the Of Pat Sajak? <laughs> no, that's all and you. Pat Sajak, yeah. That's all you. No, hatred of the fall beers. Yeah. No, no, I just, no, I don't, I, I like Harvest Ales and I like Meritons. Okay, yeah, there I you just go. don't like pumpkin beers. I don't know the last mm-hmm. time I had a Meritson, by the way. <clears throat> it's been a while. But I don't dislike them. I'm fine. Yeah. I just, the problem has become, I don't, I, I'm not going to get stuff that I'm just fine with anymore because the choice is such right. at the liquor store that you can have only stuff you really like if right. you want. Yeah, plus, I mean, every fake Oktoberfest I've ever been to in America has been quite enjoyable. So, I yeah, and that's I'm, true. And I would love to go to real Oktoberfest, who are, you know, it's pretty much tourist trap now. But still, I would love to go to an actual Germany and go to Oktoberfest. It would be great. Which reminds me that my friend BJ from college, he was over in Germany one mm-hmm. summer uh, in between semesters. And he was there for, do you remember, it was like back in 2002, 2003, something like that. They had this giant, like, techno concert in Berlin. Okay. And and just, like, masses of people showed up. Well, he went to it, and he said there were people just having sex. Just on the the ground, (laughs) everywhere, just like, (laughs) I was like, wow, that's insane. That and the hotel he stayed in was owned by Rammstein, the band, the metal band. So yes. Metal industrial band, that is. So. Do, do hoshed. Yeah. Well, that's the only song that anyone knows. Right. So. Right. Anyway, let's... let's... I, love, I love their collab with uh, the Hasselhoff. <laughs> there was one? I assume there was. Oh, okay. They're both German. Well, if it doesn't exist, then someone should do it. I'm going to make that happen. That's someone being David Hasselhoff. Well, I'm just saying, like, people make up their own things on YouTube these days, so someone I can put the almost, faux one together. I've never seen it, but I would be shocked if there hasn't been some sort of mashup of David Hasselhoff and Ramstein. That's something I'll be YouTubing after this. <laughs> All right, let's try these mystery beers. Hopefully they're close to as good as the ones last time, because that, that was a good time. A is orangish red. Looks pink. Yeah, maybe yeah, pinkish like hue. Pinkish reddish. And slightly hazy. Yeah. Not much head. Barely any head. Mm-hmm. Really. Looks like watered down cranberry juice. That it does. <clears throat> and it smells like cotton candy. That's actually a really good way of putting it. 
Does it also smell like malted milk balls? <laughs> I the only time I drink malted anything is I associate malt with um with whoppers. <laughs> yeah, yes. I think it smells like a whopper. But whopper has chocolate on it. No, I know. well, the malt. I mean, the, sh- the I mean malt. shitty slave chocolate, but chocolate still nonetheless. It's got a little bit of like a malt. I can't get smell, past cotton candy. Weird. I mean, this is Yeah, there is a lot of cotton candy to it. There's a fruit in there. Strawberry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see the strawberry. For a minute, I was like... Which goes with the color. Yeah. For a minute, I was like, raspberry? No, that's... that's This is like, um... This is this is like melted strawberry Jolly Rancher. It smells good. Yeah. There's a little apple coming off on the nose as well. Yeah, maybe a little. Slight apple and a little... Of some type of flower, like a hibiscus, maybe? <laughs> yeah, a bit like a little maybe, hibiscus. Maybe, maybe like baby's breath or something. Oh, no. Nothing like that. No. I don't even know what this smells like. I do know hibiscus, no. but... Not actual babies. Baby's breath of flower. No, I know, I know what that is. <laughs> I know what that is. I just don't know what it smells like. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Oh, it tastes cranberry, right? Yeah, it tastes... Wow, there's a sour puckering at the end. Yeah, really sour. I think the malt I was picking up on, this is the same glass reused from the (laughs) the 10 layers, so I think I was getting kind of that chocolatey, yeah, whatever. But, yeah, the flavor doesn't have any of that. I'm enjoying this. This is fun. (laughs) It's like... It's good beer. Yeah. It's not crazy. Yeah. I don't like love it, but I don't, but I like it. Yeah, it really feels like it's liquid candy. I mean, mm-hmm. and it, and it's not overly sweet. It's not overly tart, so it's still drinkable as a beer. But it's sweet and tart and 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 fun. It it, yep. it, it tastes like it tastes like a beery candy. It does taste like a cranberry strawberry mix, mm-hmm. and it's got like that quick kind of sour lemon hit. Yeah. In the beginning, and then it goes to those Yeah, it's, it's not real lingering at all. It's pretty dry. Hmm. And it's got that slight apple that I was saying I was Yeah, and it's smelling. like on, on the underneath. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's generating a decent amount of phlegm. It's definitely the sourest of the beers we've had in our recording session. Yeah, they, um... Good, though. I like mm-hmm. that. Solid. Let's, uh, let's go to B. Let's see. Brownish red? Sure. Reddish brown? Clear, though. Let's go with the reddish brown. I can, no, s- I can see through it. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's actually really clear for yeah. for its color. Yeah, super filtered. A um, little bit of head around the edges. Mm-hmm. Smell? Ooh. I smell like um, sweet malt. I smell a tiny oh. bit of coffee. It smells all, This smells kind of scotch ale-esque to yeah. me. I can see that. It's a little peat. It's like got that like kind of oh peat, yeah the peat smoking moss. yeah the yeah smoking, smoking peat no peat moss in there and like some a lot of like malty sweetness oh wow like a little caramel almost. yeah you got to mix it up to get the peat but once you do it's all it's yeah it's, it's the dominant smell yeah it's it's a lot in there yeah a lot of lot a lot a lot of malty sweetness yeah. in there a little bit Dark. of tobacco. Yes, good pickup. Definitely a little tobacco to it. 
And but it's... some very slight dark cherry notes in the nose at the end. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know if it's just because it's so clear and the color it is, but it it it's it it feels like this is going to be a more clean beer than than what one might think with those flavor with those smell notes that we're talking about. What it would indicate to you. Yeah, I can see that. Well, let's find out. Very malty. Yeah, not clean. It's <laughs> it sticks with you. And in fact, when the taste, that you get that cherry note a lot stronger. Yeah, yeah. The cherry builds up a lot more. This reminds me a lot of like a scotch ale, which mm-hmm. I like. There's a little bit of brown sugar coming through after the cherry. Yeah. Um, I still get that. I do get that peat, that peat moss. Yeah, it's more of an aftertaste though. And the tobacco you were saying. I yeah. do get that kind of tobacco on the finish. Yeah, and uh, the the malts are really strong in here. It's a very malty beer, um, and and not unlike what we we're talking about before, like a Whopper or you yeah. know, or uh, it's and it's and it's really sweet too, a, a good alcohol f- uh, level too. But it's it's got sweetness, smokiness, uh, some dark cherry notes. There's a lot going on in there. Hmm. I have to try and make. It's finishing a little. As I sip more, it's finishing a little honey sweet on the end now. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I'm going back to egg. Honestly, the sweetness and I would say kind of that that peat quality to it are both building for me in a way that I'm not enjoying as I continue to drink it. Okay. But it's not a bad beer. It's just. It's not my specific cup of tea. I go back to A. I feel like I've had this beer before. (laughs) It tastes like a beer I've had before, but I don't know what it is. Nothing comes to mind at the moment. Hmm. Okay. So obviously this is like um, some sort of like sour. Yeah. It were, it were, but the, I remember, I can't remember, there's like two kinds of sour, one being a, like a cheaper, faster way of doing it. And Kettle versus wild fermentation. Right. Or spontaneous. This feels more of the, the, the first. The kettle sour. Do you think there's salt in there? Because I get kind of like a softness around the edges that would indicate a little salt, maybe. And maybe it's like a fruited goza, something like that. Uh, maybe, but I don't, I only tasted it when you said it, so yeah. I don't know, I don't know what to think about that. This is so familiar to me, though. Uh, what is this bear? I, it's not as sharp going back to it, it's, um, to A, it's not as, it's not as puckering, which makes it more drinkable, which is... Okay, there was a, I wonder if it's Adroit Theory came out with a beer recently... <sighs> It was like a raspberry goza or something. Is it Droid Theory from Denmark or something? No, like no, that? no. They're from Virginia. Oh, you know, same, same place almost. Who am I thinking of? There's like some like Amager, Scan- some Scandinavian beer company. McKellar. No. Anyways, <laughs> it doesn't matter. All right. Well, let's uh, let's put some numbers to these beers. If I, I'm having a hard time deciding on numbers. Mm-hmm. 
two. Okay, do you want me to lead or? It doesn't matter. I mean, go. You, I went last time, so you go okay. first. Okay, yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'm actually going to give them both threes. Okay. Because I like them both. They're good, but I... I'm not super excited, you know. Like, like they're they're good. They're they're fine to me. I, you know, but there are certain things that start to get to me a little bit. Like, right with a, um, it starts tasting more appley on the end to me as I keep drinking it, and I'm not really enjoying that as much as when I was initially sipping it and getting more of like that kind of strawberry to it, which was mm-hmm. a lot nicer and yeah. Uh, and B, um, it's getting more honey on the finish Yeah, as I keep drinking it, and I'm not feeling that as much. But I like them both in general, but I just feel like three is the best I can do for them. Right. I will say for B, um, the one with, that, with peat and cherry notes, mm-hmm. that as I drink it, the things I don't like about it are lingering for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that 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 sweetness and the peat quality it has to it, that th- those kind of like stay with me. And also the mouthfeel is is kind of cloying. Also, it is. It definitely sticks around. Um. So, but at the same time, I recognize that, that it's well done. That it's well done, yep, and it's a style that I'm not a fan of. So. Like I don't want I don't want that specificness of me to to overpower or overshadow the the, the beer that I recognize as well done even if it's not, if it's not my specific right. you know, kind of beer. With A, it's it tastes good, but at the same time, it's like it's candy like, and also it's candy like in the sense that it's really simple. Yeah, like it's it has basically one flavor. Of you know sour strawberry, um, and it's even if I'm enjoying it, it's not challenging me in any sort of way. True. So I think I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go three with the both. Oh, okay. But I will at the same time say that I enjoy a more. Just not enough to bump it one more number. Right. I understand that. That makes sense. I will say that on a different day, I could have gone a four on B. Oh, really? it, it just kind of like this one's a little more mood for me, like that type of beer. And I could have gone four on another day, but today it's a three for me. <laughs> yeah, so I would never. I know some people are probably screaming right now hearing me say that because they're like, well, that's not fair. Then you should just give it a four. But I thought about that ahead of time. So I was basically like 3.5. And I'm like, which way am I going to lean? And then I was like, well, the growing honey on the end makes me want to go for the three rather than the four. So No one's screaming. They're at work. They're professionals. <laughs> well, some could be in their cars. And that's where people scream the most, I feel like. <laughs> so, so uh, obviously, these are tied. They both got threes, which is not bad. So, how do you want to do this? You want you probably want B first? We'll smash the glasses together, and which one breaks is the loser. <laughs> All right, we'll reveal B first, um, which is the one that I think was like a scotch ale. So, overall three, so both overall three. Oh, Troganator by Trogues Independent Brewing. Oh. Double Bach. And I get these two things confused a lot. Double Box, Box, and Scotch Ales have a lot of the same qualities for my palate. 
So I'm really surprised. I th- you feel like you'd like that beer more than you're liking it now? Well, I, in general, I, I would not have guessed a double. I mean, I, maybe, I don't know, maybe I need to be drinking more double box to more solidify what it is in my mind. Honestly, there aren't a ton out there, though. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, like we were talking about before, though, you want, like, good representations of box, Germany. Right. German box. Right. I mean, I do... I do more often than not enjoy box. Mm-hmm. Doppelbox is more of a mixed bag. But get Celebrator if you like cherry. Celebrator, I remember having like a lot of like deep cherry kind of like sweet cherry notes. But this is a really well respected beer too. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's won uh, Great American Beer Fest. Um, I, I don't think super recently, but years ago it won like numerous years gold medals for, for Bach, so. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and that's where it, it came into what you were saying, is like, you recognize it's really well put together, mm. but it's just not your thing. Right. So, yeah. Right, and I'm, you know, so I felt obligated to not bash it too hard. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, honestly, like I say from time to time, you know, these, as, as subjective or um, objective as I try to be, Objective. You want to be objective. Okay, thank you. I have a hard time with those. Uh, As objective as I try to be, uh, you're always going to have some sort of bias. And there's always going to be some sort of bias with this, but we try to not do that on the show. But, you know, everyone has their tastes. Mm -hmm. Everyone's taste buds are different. Everything registers differently to people. So that's just the way it is. Let's find out what A is. A... And also the, a three. Right. The, it's in a can. The co-winner of this episode. Yeah. Slash co-loser as well. Okay. Interesting. It's a cherry short vice by Smutty Nose. Oh, I've seen this in the stores a lot. So I had their blueberry version of this uh, a few days ago while I was uh, pulling a nasty hair clog out of the... Um, out of the shower. This makes her really good drinking conversation. Yeah, no, I literally was drinking it while I was unclogging the drain. The drain because I was like, if I'm going to unclog the drain today, I'm going to need a beer to do this because it was a long day of work. So, but um, this is her cherry short vice, Smutty Nose. Um, I've had now the cherry version, the blueberry version, and their blackberry version. I have to say, the blackberry was the best by far. Yeah, it's the best of the three fruits, right? These are good, though. So. I don't know. I continue to think of Smutty Nose as fine. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm never excited one way or the other by Smutty Nose. Like, they're, they're just okay. Try more of their stuff, though. I've tried a fair amount. <laughs> but here's the thing. Well, I mean, I, I thought the same way for a bit, and then I had the Rocky Road. And I was like, that beer's really good. And then I had that Blackberry Short Vice, and I was like, that beer's really good. So. But, okay, so the Short Vice with blackberries and blueberries and cherries. Yeah. Aren't they all the same beer except, they have the same base beer except for what fruit they add, right? Yes, you got it. So you're not impressed by the lack of. Right. It still has a lack of body and depth. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's like a Jolly Rancher. It hits one note and even if it's a good note it's one note and and it's it, you know it's 
comes and goes and you you forget about it. Just... Well, I enjoy I've been enjoying their newer stuff, just saying. But I do have to go back to the thing when you said that blackberries are superior. <laughs> I just need to put in my two cents about blackberries. I love the flavor of blackberries. Seeds. I yes, <laughs> the seeds. They kill me. So I won't eat blackberries for that reason. I, I just I won't do it. So blackberry jelly or something, I'm good with because typically the seeds are just like sieved out. Yeah, basically that or like blackberry in a beer. That's the way I get my blackberries because I would like to eat them, but the seeds are way too annoying. You just chew softly and then you just nope. swallow them. Nope, can't do that. It, it's too weird to me. I just can't. Like, it takes all the enjoyment out because all I think about are those seeds and it takes my focus off the actual flavor. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm eating nothing. Do you feel the same about kiwi or raspberry or, uh, I don't know, watermelon? (laughs) I don't eat watermelon seeds. No, but you're eating around them, aren't you? Yeah, and that's annoying. Unless you get a seedless watermelon, because yeah, they have although, those. I know, although, yeah, I was about to say, I, I, watermelon, seedless watermelon is one of the four best times, yeah, four times the experience of, <laughs> of a unseedless, of a seeded watermelon. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically now that I get, when I get a, when I see the black in a watermelon, I'm just like, oh, what is this? You take this, this garbage away. <laughs> what is this old technology you're giving me? Is there Give, someone around here who could seed this for me? <laughs> Please take the seeds out and give it back to me. No. Yeah. Yeah. Please give this to me two months ago when it had no seeds. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that was just my two cents. Blackberries. But um, not as not, not as good as the last episode, beers-wise, but we've still been drinking the um, the Skull Chapter by Springhouse. Yeah, the Springhouse so. beer is still the best beer on the table. Freaks in love. Hmm. Yeah, freaks, freaks in Love is a really strange good. title. Is that? Do you think that's a? Do you think that's an allusion to uh, Freaks and Geeks or something? No, probably not. Freaks in Love is a strange title. Yeah, it is. But at the same time, there are a lot of uh, beer names that have already been used. So <laughs> whatever, we're out of words. <laughs> well, I mean, look at a like Evil Genius Brewing. You know, they they have like the most random names because. Who else is going to take those? Like, right. Shut Up Meg, I Love Lamp. Stacy's Mom. Purple Monkey Dishwasher, really? Like, that one, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, literally seemed to me like they got frustrated because they had other names, but they were already taken. And they're just like, just throw three words together. Uh-huh. So, yeah. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> Dan Kim, it was good two episodes. Always a pleasure. I appreciate it. I'll have to have you back uh, sooner than later, just because okay. conversation always gets good. It's good. I feel like feel like I and the listeners also learn a lot about you personally. Yeah, whoever wrote the script is uh, is, is good. <laughs> you write your own story. You write your own story. Oh, it's very deep. Yeah, no. <laughs> yep. now now uh, I'm just gonna get to the bottom of all these glasses of beer. So anyway, everyone, thank you for checking this out. Uh, The next episode or two will be special episodes, and then we're going to end up doing the Brutal Battle Royale, which I haven't yet decided what I want to do, but I have ideas. Mm -hmm. Which could be dangerous, but we'll see where those land. Chicken broth? Something like that? I've had beers that taste like that. 
Burley Oak Sorry Chicky tastes like chicken broth. Gross. It is a gross beer. I don't like that beer. <laughs> they chew- Burley Oak does amazing beers, but that beer... I hate. You're closing, man. Continue closing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, everyone, thank you for listening. Dan Kim, thanks for being here. You're and welcome. please remember, keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 